What's up, everyone? Welcome to the fourth episode of the Nothing But Net podcast, powered by Tints R Us. Do you need top-quality, heat-blocking ceramic tints for your car, but you don't necessarily want to pay top price for them? I know the thing that's been stopping me from buying tints over the past few years has really been the price. It just seems like an expense I really don't want to pay. And that's the story with a lot of people. But luckily for you and for our listeners... If you make an appointment with Tints R Us and tell them that your friends at Nothing But Net sent you, they'll definitely hook it up for you. You can set an appointment at their website, www.tintsrussfl.com, or you can reach them on Instagram at tintsrussfl. I'm your co-host, Jamar. And I'm your co-host, Michael. And on this episode, we'll be discussing the fake news swirling around the NBA regarding Dwayne Wade's free agency. We'll also talk to our special guest, Sebastian Moreno, and we'll touch upon a few other basketball topics, so let's hop right into it. Let's get it. So, for the past week, it has been swirling around NBA Twitter that Dwayne Wade would go and sign a one-year deal with the Miami Heat and then proceed to retire. Other NBA accounts started retweeting this and chiming in as well, and then other players started to give their opinion on the topic. So, this continues to swirl around. It's okay. Heat fans are getting excited. And then Dwayne Wade, on August 15th, tweets out, in all caps, fake news, putting an end to all of those rumors. And honestly, he's sort of made it worse. Not worse, but it's just like, okay, now every option is back open again. It's now it's now continuing yeah. a looming yeah. discussion. I was just like, I was like, okay, maybe. All right, now we have like an answer. It sucks that it'll be his last year, but right. I love him. He'll get his farewell tour, and now it's like, oh, Jesus. What you if he still goes to don't China? know what's going to happen. What if he goes to China? Well, for me, on Twitter, you see all the Heat fans like, oh, finally, he's coming back. It's going to be one last year. And besides that, it was actually reported first by Tim Reynolds, I believe, who said, Wade basically told him, if I come back, it's mm-hmm. only going to be the Heat. Yeah. And I had Heat fans all over my timeline. Yes, he's only going to play for us. He's not playing for anyone else. And I'm just like... Duh. Like, my whole thought was, you really thought he would go somewhere again yeah. this stage in his career when he's contemplating retirement, mm. you know? But besides that, personally, I feel as though he had a picture-perfect ending to his career. When you think about it, the way he got traded back from Cleveland, yeah, the way he was able to come back home, he was able to... Don the South Beach, <laughs> yeah, the South Beach jerseys. He was able to hit clutch shots, game winners. He was our best player in the playoffs. Yeah, this year, was. like it would. It's a good way. I mean, obviously, he didn't end hitting a buzzer beater in Game Seven of yeah, the NBA like, Finals like or something like that. I mean, getting past the first round is not that great, but coming back right, home to play in the that, playoffs, yeah, the thing. it's a great ending. And whether he decides to go play in China, because I know he has. A lifetime contract now with his Chinese brand. Yeah, a lot of connections Lening, over there. And him and Udonis both are in that brand and have great connections overseas. But it was actually confirmed by Tim Reynolds that uh, the 16-year veteran and his representatives have been in direct contact with the Miami Heat. And there's more belief now than ever that he would be returning for another year. So whether you want to take that as a sign that maybe Wade's also returning yeah. for another year, I mean, that's up to you. Like he said earlier, it's Wade by tweeting fake news made it yeah he just, just the looming discussion and conversation and uncertainty he honestly added again. like fuel to the fire right. just because he opened up all three options 
Heat for an extended period, which I'm down for. Dwayne Wade to another NBA team, which I don't think can happen. I don't think will happen. I don't think that will happen at all. Yeah, he, like, he already went home to Chicago. And then he went and played with LeBron for half season and then came back. It, right. It was just like... And even LeBron said it. Like, you would, they would catch him in the locker room, like, just always paying attention to what the Heat are doing. Just because right. when you're with the franchise for so long and, like, you are our greatest player and you're the cornerstone that you are, like, it's sort of hard to cut that connection off. So, Definitely. I think if he does it, I think a farewell tour would be nice. So, um, let me ask you. As a Heat fan, what do you think he should do and what do you want him to do? Actually, I know what you want. You want him to come back. Yeah. But what do you think he should do? I think If you were Wade, what would you do in this situation? Honestly, I think he should go one or two years. I would go one-year deal and then go to China. One-year deal, but let it, like, be like, yes, this is going to be my final NBA season, but I do have things that I'm trying to set aside for after. After basketball. Yeah. So, I would go to China. Um, again... As we stated before, I think the biggest thing is that his son is still in high school. Right. And um, so Steph Curry was on the Bill Simmons podcast, and Bill Simmons asked him, how did it change that your father was a professional basketball player? He's like, honestly, it helps once I got to the league, because I, I came in like an adult, and I came in knowing how to like act. Right. So obviously it helps like when you're being recruited. Again, with Steph Curry, it's a different animal. Like He wasn't really highly recruited. Xavier most likely will be highly recruited recruited by the big D1 schools. So I think Wayne wants to be there with him. Like, him and Gabby want to support him throughout the whole process because it's really confusing, honestly. Like, coaches lie. Teams, like, you can't really throw money at the kid because his dad's Wayne Wade, but coaches lie. It's a lot of different things. Like, do you want to go there for school purposes? Do you want to go just, like, one and done? So we'll see. I think come to the Heat for a year and then go to China or come to the Heat for a year and then just, like, ride out with Zaire. I think I think that would be the best idea. If I'm Wade, I'm retiring. I'm enjoying retirement for a couple years. Then I'm out to China. Yeah, I can see that. That'd be smart. We would like to welcome Sebastian Moreno to the show. Sebastian has played basketball almost his entire life. He played during his high school years, and he even played at the collegiate level playing basketball for Chatham University. He is now the lead assistant women's basketball coach at St. Thomas University. Sebastian, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Big fan of the show. We appreciate that. Thank you. First, we wanted to ask you about your past. Can you tell us, like, your story, how you played during your high school years, how you got to the college level, and ultimately how you ended up being a coach? Yes. Uh, so uh, I took the alternative route. I actually didn't really play um, the full four years of high school. Um, I went into the um, AAU route, uh, which nowadays you're seeing that more often. Um, so I did that. I uh, started getting uh, recruited by uh, different coaches in the collegiate level, um, started getting more eyes on me, uh, more or less my junior and senior year. Um, and that's basically how I was getting recruited for college. And, um, I got recruited by coach Garcia from Chatham university. He was originally the assistant at Cardigan Mellon in Pennsylvania and Pittsburgh. Um, he accepted the head coaching job at Chatham and just started recruiting. And, uh, he actually has some family around the area of South Florida. So he was able to 
um, see me live, and he liked the way I played. Um, and that's basically how, how that started. And I ended up going to Chatham uh, for um, for a year, and I just started uh, really gaining more of appreciation for coaching um, while at Chatham. And that's basically uh, what happened. I just turned turned the tables from being a coach, from being a player to uh, becoming a coach. And that's kind of like what started uh, me in, uh, in coaching. Okay. That's actually really interesting. The AAU thing, I think, is the coolest part, where it's just like you get exposed to a lot more talent playing against and playing with. And it, that does help players, like, actually show what you're possible of doing just because, like, if the talent you're playing isn't so good, then it's like, okay, yeah, he's playing, but it's not really against anybody. And then also if the talent surrounded by them is good, it's like, okay, well, what's he doing here? It's not really worth anything. And we really do, like, see that the AAU route is, like, the biggest thing. Like, that's what LaMelo Ball was basically going to do that route until his dad started, like, the JBA. It was like, LaMelo's not going to play high school. strictly AAU ball. And then JBA. Yeah, exactly. Now... Talked about a little bit early in the show with Wade sending out the fake news tweet regarding um, his free agency. So I know you're a Heat fan. What are your uh, takes on this? Uh, well, I would love to see Dwayne Wade uh, play for the Miami Heat. Uh, hopefully, it's for a couple years, not just one more. But I would be okay if he just played for one year. But it would have to be for the Miami Heat. Um, he's a straight up legend here. Um, he's done so much for the community and just going back with memories, you know, that's kind of how I started really loving basketball is because of him. Um, I remember my uncle, he bought me my first heat tickets back. I think it was 2005 or 2006. And the first player I fell in love with was Dwayne Wade, just the way he carried himself. Um, just the type of athlete he is on the court and off the court, you know, that that would be great for the city if, if he came back. And um, I really think that he will. Uh, and, you know, if it's just for one year, I'll be okay with it. But I would love to see him for at least another two. And, I mean, you already know that if if he's coming back for one year, I'm buying that last, that last game, whether it's in Miami or anywhere else. Uh, I'm for sure going there. Dang, bro. So you're one of those because I spoke earlier on the podcast, like about how last week a bunch of Heat fall, uh, a bunch of Heat fans on my timeline were saying, "Oh, thank God, if he plays again, it's only going to be for the Heat." Were you really surprised by that? Like, honestly, you thought there was an honest chance that he would suit up again for another team at this stage in his career? You know, honestly, I I really think he wouldn't, but if money talks, money talks. Um, we know this from from past um, from the past where you know Pat Riley was only offering him five million, which I mean for him it was it was pretty cheap. And then you see other teams like uh, the Chicago Bulls that offered him you know um, more than fifteen million. I think I believe it was around the the twenty million uh, neighborhood. But you know if if some team were to offer him a good amount of money, I think he, he might have taken it. But, you know, this late in his career, I think 
the best the best bet is uh, him just staying in Miami and and just um, riding it out. Okay, money money talks. I'll give you that point. That, yeah, yeah, sure. So, how many years have you been the lead assistant coach for women basketball at St. Thomas? So this will be, I believe, it's going to be my fourth year on the team and third full season. Uh, the reason why I say that is because when I came on as an assistant coach, I actually came on under Coach Grinsley, um, and I came in during the year, pretty much during conference play, which is um, it's a very crazy year. Um, if you follow follow college sports, very very crazy year, and uh, it it was it was hard to soak in everything since I transitioned from a player to a coach at a very young age because I transitioned at 18, which is almost unheard of. But um, that transition was was difficult, and at the same time, going into conference play where the games matter and you have games almost back to back. Um, like I said, it was it was a little bit difficult, but I think that was great for my learning because it shows that if I can do this at a consistent level, then everything else should be um, be a little smoother. Got you. Yeah. So, since you've been doing this for about like four years, what in that span has been your favorite memory from the coaching side? I think um, I have a couple, a couple uh, great memories. Uh, the ones that I can name on top of my head was my first win under um, being in a coaching staff uh, against Johnson and Wales. I actually still have that uh, scorecard, and it's just crazy where you're you're from a player perspective, and then you come in as a coach, and all the work that you put in um, those early morning practices those workouts and all that, it really pays off. And I think that might have been one of my very, very famous or favorite um, memories. And the other one would have to be actually from last season. Um, our women's team made it to the uh, national uh, tournament for NAIA. And that was just a great moment because um, the team hasn't, appeared in one in I believe five years it's it's been a while and um, we had a new coach coach Walker that came in and you know that they had us um, not winning much games because you know new system new coach and all the adversity so I think uh, last season in general was very um, was very memorable but also to top it off I think going to the national tournament um, was was big was big for me and it was great experiences with with the coaching staff and and with the girls it was it was it was just a, a great experience so that would have to be my top two um, I don't know if I can pick one but those are um, one A and one B yeah I remember both those I remember you texting our group chat calling us like yeah I like we're waiting tonight we're hoping to hear if we're gonna get in for the NAIA and then seeing the Snapchats of, like, all, you and all the girls celebrating. And I also remember seeing a picture of that first scorecard, like, seeing the progression from game one to going to the going into that tournament. It was just like, oh, wow. That's like, I just felt amazing for you just because I know making the transition from playing to coaching is really hard. So seeing that it was working 
looking out and seeing that all the work you put in was being paid off, it, it, it made me feel great for you. Yeah, those are, those are definitely awesome memories that you can keep forever, man. Yeah, exactly. Well, we appreciate you joining the show. We appreciate you being a fan and always supporting the show. I know you're always texting me, you know, different feedbacks you have and how you enjoy the shows and stuff like that. So we wish you nothing but the best. We wish you success for the upcoming season. And we'll definitely be telling our listeners to go check out the women's basketball team at St. Thomas this year. Yep. Thank you guys for having me. You know, um, I've always been a fan. I've tuned in uh, every new episode. And um, just a quick shout-out for the St. Thomas University, uh, both men and women's team. Hope you guys uh, check them out this season because we're going to be turning some heads. Yeah, thank you again. Yeah, we. We definitely got to go out there. Uh, we're recording here from St. Thomas, so yeah, we'll definitely pop in for uh, some men's games, definitely some women's games. So now you might be hearing uh, some, you might be hearing some Ghost Sebastians from uh, the sidelines. We gotta get, we gotta get people there for Seabass and for Ty. We had Ty on the show a couple, a couple weeks back. Yeah, for sure. He he's gonna be a, a great talent. Um, I've been I've been seeing him putting work in the gym, so I just know that this year. Um, like I said, he, he's going to be turning some heads for sure. So um, definitely check him out. And then, like I said, just check us out. Um, we should uh, be turning some heads as well. All right. Appreciate it, Steve. Uh, thank you, bro. Thank you for the interview, Thanks bro. again, guys. Thanks again. Thanks All right. See you. First of all, we wanted to thank the fans for all the support you guys show on our questions, all the feedback that we get. It helps us to think in different ways that we might not have thought in. And honestly, it just helps us to grow out of the show. So thank you as always. Yeah, we really do love all the feedback on social media and the texts and calls we get. Just like, hey, if you guys want to try this, you guys should do this different. It's just, it really, we really do appreciate it all. Definitely. This week's question to the fans is a little different. Every summer we see all these highlight videos with all these crazy pickups going on at gyms and outdoor courts across the country. This week's question to the fans, you have to make your most exciting pickup team, but there's guidelines. You have to have one player currently in high school, one player currently in college, two players currently in the NBA, and one star of any of any sort. So... Go ahead, Mikey. What's your five? Okay, so I'm going to start in the reverse order. The one person I'm going to take that's not associated with basketball in those senses will be Mr. Honcho. I'm okay. going to take Quavo. Quavo. For we my... saw him playing with Drake recently. Yeah. The... He got it. He got strapped. Did he on. win? He won $10,000, did not he? Yeah. He won $10,000. Lucky lefty, in pickup, baby. In a pickup he game looked, with Drake. He got, a, he got a jumper. All right, so you got Quavo. And then I'm going to take the man that went off at Rucker for 66. I'll take KD. Okay. And then I'm going to take, honestly, the player in the NBA that's, like, built for this. Jamal Crawford. Love Jamal. Yeah, he's like, and I want to just see him be able to carry the basketball and not get that called. Like, yeah. his handles are already wild. I want to yeah. see what he can give a little extra on the hezzy. Uh-huh. And then for my college player, I'm going to go Bull Bull. Just okay. Just like, why not okay. get a seven-footer? You need a big. Yeah, he's gifted, too. And then for my high school, I'm going to take Jalen McHugh. That kid's nice. Okay. That kid's nice. Okay. What's your five? My five. My high school player, my favorite high school player right now, Cole Anthony, definitely. Hey, I, I saw a video of him maybe like two, I don't think three, 
probably between two and three years ago, and since then, like I've just watched him grow as a player, and that's been awesome. Kids like, from New York, right? Yeah, he's yeah, nice. they're just like my boy Jalen. He's nice. So I'll take Cole Anthony. Uh, my two, or first, my college player would be Zion Williamson. He's of a course, freak. he's of a course. tank. I'll take him. My two NBA players, I'll take Braun because I got to. You guys <laughs> and hmm, Kyrie. You gotta take Kyrie in a big game because he gets the Antuckus jersey. Yeah, and you handles got. I mean, out. you got Jamal, so I gotta match, yeah. match the handles. And for my non basketball affiliated, I'll take J Cole simply because I know he used to be a baller. Haven't seen him ball a lot. That's my favorite artist ever. So might as well see him ball more. Yeah, and, and he's someone you know that could play. I was thinking about yeah. taking Chris Brown. Yeah. And then for my high school, I was teetering between two, but I stuck with Jalen. I was thinking going LaMelo. Yeah, but. I thought you would. I, I thought you would go with the ball family. But we're definitely looking forward to seeing who you guys choose in your five. Be sure to DM us on Instagram, message us on Facebook, call the the podcast number, and let us know who your five is. Yeah, I, I honestly, this is the one I'm the most excited for, just because it allows the most creativity and, like, it's it's a talk that a lot of people have like oh yeah my five in the NBA would be this my all time five would be this but and they get to play to it too it. on two K yeah. they play blacktop and make all teams yeah so. so we want to craft it in our own way hopefully yep. you guys like the question so yeah definitely send them in let's see your five let's try to beat my team I dare y'all try to beat <laughs> my team. With the NBA season beginning soon, we began to look at the draft class again. Honestly, I think it's one of the most intriguing draft classes ever, just because you had the foreign players, you had a bunch of bigs that we haven't seen in a while, and we started to, I guess, digest what we expect from all their games, just because you see them, like, working out, you see them playing 5-on-5, and it's just like, okay, let's see who's actually going to translate to the league, which one of these players' potential is actually going to make them worth their pick, and what kind, which kids is their potential just strictly potential and not going to turn into anything? So with that being said, Jamar, from the East, what rookies really intrigue you? I think the most interesting story from a rookie coming into the East this year has to be Trey Young. You look at his game, he was ex- insanely flashy in college, right? Yeah. Led, the league, led the country in scoring, led the country in assists. If you look at his season... The first half and the second, not not half, but the last 11 games are yeah. extremely different than the first Drastic difference. As teams started to really learn his game and yeah. to begin to game plan for him. So that's definitely going to be an issue where he has in the NBA where you're literally getting paid to study players, yeah. learn their, their game, mm-hmm. know what they're comfortable with, and try to alter that. So, and not, if you look at the summer league, he was very inconsistent. Yeah, it was you know, either he had hot games or where, not. Exactly. He had games where he went... I believe he went... Didn't he go 0 for 11 from 3-1 game? Or... It was 0 for... It might have been 0 11 from the field, 0 for 7 from 3, but yeah, it was something it was like, like bad. So you, too. you have games where he's going 0 for, and mm-hmm. then you have games where Just he's... Just popping off. Yeah, shooting the lights out. So it's definitely the most intriguing storyline to me, Yeah, in my opinion, to see how Trey Young... Appears in the league. What about you from the East? Um, I'm a big University of Texas fan, and I really want to see what Mo Bamba does in Orlando. Hmm. I think that team's really weird the way they're built. Right. It's like they're all bigs that all sort of do the same thing, but I think him and Jonathan Isaac, if they, 
again, can reach the potential that Orlando saw. That's scary. Because they can be a nice because they can like Mo Bomb is the better defender. Jonathan Isaac is the better offensive player, but neither is a slouch in either department. Like Bomb was huge. The right. wingspan, he's super and they're both athletic. Long. I was about to say yeah. they're both insanely long. It's a little bit like what the Bucks were trying to build or still are. How they all. All their players are like six six and up. Yeah, they all play D. All they're the all same switch. Wingspan. Yeah, yeah. So I think Bombwood's gonna be really cool, and I also really do like like his personality. As we saw, like him and Aiden dancing, yeah. call me maybe. <laughs> yeah, and like Bombwood just seems like a really cool kid. Um, so I, I really want to see him, and he's right. Like he's up the state. Hopefully, I get to see him a good amount. Hopefully, he doesn't do go too to, much against the Heat. Yeah, he seems really think, cool. What do you think about a rookie going into the West? A rookie for the West. This one honestly comes down to Marvin Bagley and Luka Doncic. No matter what, those two are always going to be intertwined. Because right. did Sacramento finally get it right with a pick other than DeMarcus Cousins? Yep. Or did they do the Jimmer for debt? Yep. So. And then it's interesting for Dallas as well. Like, you know, taking an international guard yeah. very high. We've seen that been not so successful throughout the past couple of years so that's going to be interesting to see how that goes for them yeah i i mean i'm not too big of a foreign guards guy i'd like the i like the bigs more just because like they're just so skilled and don't get me wrong the guards are too but right now in the nba these guards are freaks and the craziest part is like he's the most accomplished player maybe to ever be going into that yeah 19 years old he was the mvp of the highest spain league and he's still like he still looks getting the hate and i'm not gonna lie simply because in the past yeah we've you know teams have gambled on international guards and mario hisenga in orlando yeah i thought that was a pick that they needed like just for what he was supposed to be able to do gotsley couldn't do anything exactly so we'll have to see how his game and we're wishing him the best. Hopefully, yeah, I want to see him ball. Hopefully, it him does and Dennis Smith Jr. That would be really that'd nice. be a nice backcourt. For me, in the Western Conference, I think the most intriguing story has to be Porter. It yeah. has to be Michael Porter Jr. Because he I was mean, the story of draft night too. If he did not obtain that injury, he was well, easily he was the, the number one pick, one pick. And we're talking about him being a transcending talent. Yeah. Unfortunately, he did the back injury happened, go yeah. through the injury and back injuries. You know kind of never go away yeah they always tend to it's always be like re-aggravated yeah. and then there's more time to heal and and so on but if he can be fully healthy and he can play oh as the player God. that he was projected to be yeah we have a serious team in in denver yeah i've yeah because again if he was healthy it would have been him and devin booker yeah that's scary yeah. him and Jokic. I like that. If they're healthy, I like Denver him. has a nice team. And, and Jamal Murray's my if boy. He can, if he can show to be the player that he was supposed to be, yeah. that's a really nice team, and he's going to be a very productive player. This yeah, year. the back injuries are scary from even dating back to Larry Bird, laying down, not sitting on like the bench. Yeah. We saw with Mike Miller here, and you see a few players, but thankfully, as technology has advanced, so is science and so is medicine. Exactly. So hopefully it's something that, like, it was college basketball. No matter what, he was good. So hopefully, yeah, it's hopefully one of those it's something he can fully recover from, and hopefully, and ball. he'll be an awesome story this year. Yeah. This episode's question from the fans comes to us from Carlos Abar de los Santos. First of all, Carlos, thank you for watching the show and being a dedicated fan and giving us the feedback that we always look forward to hearing. He asked us, and I'm going to pose a question to you first. Okay. He, he asked, going forward for the next five seasons, 
Would you rather have Giannis Antetokounmpo or Joel Embiid? Ooh, I like that question. That's a lot. tough, right? Yeah, I like that question. Very a lot. tough. They're definitely two players. Those are two players I think. Um, besides Kawhi Leonard, that are going to be the two best players in the East this year. I want to see which one. Which player do you team. think is better right now? First, Giannis. Yeah. Okay, I agree. So, but now to answer his question for the next five seasons. Honestly. Because of the injuries, I'm going to take Giannis. Um, it's just Embiid's injuries do scare me. And with Giannis, like, he's everything you want. If he had a jumper, it's over. We've said this before on the podcast. We've yeah. said this before in discussions. He gets a jumper, it's over. He's a better KD. Yeah. And, like, he's he's still so young. And my favorite thing about him, well, both of them, is they haven't been playing basketball at long. So they're still, like, learning the game. Right. So... It's still, like, they're still picking up on the mental aspects of it, and I love it. They're still learning, and they're both so good. But I'm going to I'm gonna go with Giannis. Giannis? Yeah. Okay, let me preface my answer by saying, personally, I believe the league goes through stages, right? So I believe it goes through a period where bigs are the best yeah. in the league. And then it becomes a point where... All the bigs are so good, so the real difference maker becomes guards. Mm-hmm. So then the league goes through a stage of where guards are the best. And I yeah. think that's where the NBA is right now. Yeah. So before I answer, I want to say that I feel as though the league is going to transition back to bigs? into a state where bigs will be the dominant players. And that is why I'll take Joel. I'm also, I'm also going based off... Uh, Assuming both yeah. players will be healthy, mm-hmm. like fully healthy for the next five seasons. Yeah. Nobody can predict injuries. So, assuming both players will be fully healthy for the next five seasons, I'm taking MB because, again, I feel like the league is going to transition back into a league of bigs. Yeah. And besides DeMarcus Cousins, I can't name a better center in the league. And Joel Embiid is already so good defensively. His offensive game is so full in that he can he has t- such great touch yeah uh, both around the rim and on his shot he can put you down low he can also fade around it's a bucket wherever i mean a lot of that is due to the fact that he's working with drew hanlon shout, shout, out, shout drew. out drew uh but i mean his game is just there's so much room for growth but he's already so, so good. good yeah Holy so God. i would personally take Embiid. he would take Giannis. Thank you again, Carlos. That's that's an awesome question. And hey, if you guys want, let us know what you guys think about that one too. Yeah. That concludes this episode of the Nothing But Net podcast, the first ever episode that's on YouTube. Hey. We'd like to thank you all for the support and feedback. We tell you all the time that your feedback is what makes us grow and get better as a show. And that's one of the reasons why we're starting this YouTube channel, because we did a poll on Instagram that over 75 people voted on, and they told us that we should make a YouTube channel, so we're going to go ahead and please the people. So thank you for all the love and support that you guys continue to show. Yes, thank you all again. Um, we really think this YouTube thing is going to be really cool. It's because we'll have segments like this, and then we'll have like separate things that won't ever see the podcast that are strictly YouTube. And we just want to continue to grow with you guys. So, again, thank you all for showing us love, not only on social media and on the polls, but, again, like, I, I, the thing I appreciate the most is the calls and the texts. Like, hey, right. yeah, like, 
you, like when I ask for feedback and people actually give feedback, like it's great when they're just like, yeah, no, I really like the show. Just try to change this, try to change that, or yep. continue to do this. And we share with each other. Sometimes I get something that some someone. So there's times where people text me something for him, mm-hmm. and vice versa. And it's like, all right, it's great to get that feedback and just continue to grow like that. So again, thank you all. Right. Thanks again to Sebastian Moreno for being our guest interview on the show. Shout out to you, Shout out to Tintar Us. Make sure you guys go check them out, and we'll see you on the next episode. Peace.